0: um, and conversations. So, um, so we're here with Pastor Andrew, um, best guy on the planet, um, pretty much oversees the world of ministry. (laughs) Um, so we're just here to have a conversation as if, um, you and I are sitting at a coffee table. Um, and really that's our first question. It's probably the most important one to go through today is, are you actually a coffee guy though? And if not, there's no judgment here, but
1: bro, I look, I, I like drink Starbucks. Yeah. Hey, I'll drink, I'll even drink Folgers. All right. So, all the coffee snobs are judging me hard for, but
0: I'm not, I'm not judging you. I, I just can tell a little <laughs> bit about who you are now. So, that's good.
1: Yeah. Listen, I use coffee to wake up. Yeah. That's about it. So, I just, when my kids wake up at 5 45. I just down a couple cups of coffee, get me rolling. Yep. So.
0: Gotta roll with it. Not about I, the
1: taste.
0: <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a coffee snob. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I'm working on it. I, I actually have this mug next to me, and oh, my wow. friends make fun of me. They look; they're like, it's like an IKEA mug. <laughs> and, um, it's hey, good for uh, you. So hey, I, I love coffee. I've I've learned to love it. I actually used to hate it. I was the, like the vanilla latte guy. And oh yeah. Now I looked at how much calories that is, so I kind of transitioned out of that. So yeah, you can't be
1: starting off your morning with that kind of
0: no sugar and cream and totally. And I I got I got to get fit June 9th wedding day. I got to fit in the suit.
1: Hey, for real!
0: I gotta look good.
1: You can do it. You got. It. You got some time. Starts now, though.
0: Well, totally. So tell, tell, tell the listeners. Tell me a little bit about your background. Um, I know there's been some youth ministry. There's some, yeah. Um, that tell me a little bit how you met your wife. That lovely story.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, I was. a uh, grew up pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, in high school, I really loved the Lord. I also loved things that weren't of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like in the worship band, and I was at youth every week. But I you know just being a pastor kid growing up in it you know you kind of feel like there's just a tension there yeah. never felt called to ministry um, went to college, wanted to be like a, a marriage and family counselor and then my senior year I remember sitting on the couch it was March and I had no idea what I was gonna do when I graduated I literally, Google, um, how to join the SWAT team. Cause I'm like, maybe I'm supposed to be like a, on SWAT team or something. Yeah. I was so lost. You know, like, As I think a lot of like 20 somethings mm-hmm. you, you go to school and you have a lot of like vision and clarity, I think for those first few years. And then, and then all of a sudden you walk out of it and you're like, Oh snap. I, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And, and so I was a lost 21 year old. And when I was a lost 16 year old, there was a guy who was my youth pastor mm-hmm. and he poured a lot into my life and he ended up leaving to plant Red Rocks in Denver. So when I was a lost 21 year old, I'm like, I'm gonna call Chad. And I was like, bro, you still doing the church out there? He was like, yeah, why don't you come out and visit? So I came out and visited my senior year. And then I decided that I was an intern. Mm-hmm. And so I moved, I was a 21 year old, moved my life out to Denver and uh, I, they hired me as a janitor. And so, um, in the morning I would work like in, in a factory in East East Denver. Mm-hmm. And then I would I would drive about 40 minutes to Golden, Colorado, and I would uh intern and then at night I would clean the church. Wow. And I did that for about 10 months. Mm-hmm. And in that time, I made my wife had had started talking and then she moved out and we got married. And um, but then I was first hired as the youth pastor and mm-hmm. did that for a long time and then started an internship program. And now, now I'm just kind of in some different roles in the leadership of the church. So yeah, I've yeah, been here for 11 years, but man, I just started like a really um, tough season as a 21 year old, but just felt like God was like calling me out here. And I just kind of walked through the door and then that's kind of my journey As doors have opened. I've just kind of walked through until God either slams mm-hmm. in my face or he, he <laughs> redirects. So that's kind of been, been my story. So I, I I was speaking at a, at a retreat this weekend and I just had this moment of this full circle moment where like, man, God, like it's crazy. Like I never thought I'd be in a room like this right. doing what I'm doing 11 years ago when I was like broken and living in someone's basement and cleaning toilets. And totally, um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of, kind of the short version of my story. No, it's amazing. Like it's something honorable too is,
0: um, and something that I always value and tell some of our young leaders, even at my city is like we don't, we don't say yes to this just for a season or yeah. like um, like we obviously we're in the longevity game of ministry. Yeah. Like it's a life, it's a, it's a lifetime of ministry. Right. Um, and really like what we'll transition to eventually is like what matters more, like what matters most is uh, right. what we're doing in our homes. Like how we're, that's our first ministry is um, like my fiance, your wife, your kids. Um, but yeah, that's, it's amazing to see. Um, the longevity of somebody. Cause um, I know, you know, and we know that there's been um, people get offended and it's like six months in and it's like, Hey, you said yes to this. Like this yeah. is something that um, we all um, said yes to. So um, talk to me a little bit about that. Like how, how has that um, been a thing? How's the longevity? Um, Cause I've, I've, of course there's been times where you've wanted to quit. You've been frustrated, offended, whatever it may be.
1: Yeah, no, I I think that like you, you have to really feel called to something. And and I think it has to to align with um, your passions, with your abilities, with, with your personality. And I think that there are seasons of life where you're working, doing something where whatever, you're just, you're making a paycheck. I believe you're doing much more than making a paycheck. It feels like that. Um, But I think just like anything, if, if you're not really called to it, then you won't last long. Mm -hmm. If you're not called to be in finances and it doesn't align with your abilities and your gifts, then you're gonna absolutely hate it. Right. And be being a teacher, being in whatever whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And I think with ministry, I think you know when you read through the 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 writings of Paul, Paul almost deters people from any kind of engagement with ministry. Even Jesus, when he came to his disciples, were basically like, "Hey, bro." uh, if you really want this, this is what life is going to look like for you. Right. And even when, when Paul says to Timothy, um, you want to you want to be an overseer, you want to be a, a leader, pastor or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you desire a noble task. And then he goes on to say like, this is how your life should align if this is what you want to do with your life. So I, th- I think that um, longevity, I think, is, is difficult in ministry. Mm-hmm. And I also think God calls certain people to certain seasons of ministry. Yeah. And it's kind of like the Moses rule where God called Moses to lead for a certain amount of time. And then it was it. And he passed it on. So um, I just know for me ministry, man, I, I just, I, uh, my, my biggest prayer ministry oftentimes is like, Hey God, like reignite mm-hmm. my heart. Um, give me a new passion. And I I even prayed that last week as I was writing a sermon for our young adults. And I was like, God, I just like, I don't want to do it. I'm kind of over it. I'm tired of like preaching. I'm tired of like having small talk and all the things. And, and my prayer is like, God, can you just like reignite my heart for your people? Can you show me your heart? And, yeah. and so I, I do think that I, I face value. I think it's, you know, God, God has placed a level of gifts and abilities and personality within you. And, um, and I think that, you know, anything you do, if it doesn't align, then, then you won't last in it very long,
0: you know? No, absolutely, it's awesome. We, um, my fiance and I, we, um, I was probably a year ahead as far as like coming to my city and being a part yeah. of church plant and she came about a year later and something that we really have taken a hold of and grabbed a hold of, um, kind of heard it from another leader, but um, really the, like the, fi- the five-year plan of saying like, hey, we're in this for five years. Uh, yeah. First like five is a number of grace, um, and truly, really like our grace years of saying like, Hey, like, this is what we're called to, like, no yeah. matter what, um, like hell or high water. If my leader tells me we're not in a leadership role anymore, um, still our home. Right. And it's just like a different level of being planted versus just like, um, well, oh, I got an opportunity and go somewhere else. It's like now, now there is no question. We don't even need to pray about it. So, you know, yeah. um, we're planted somewhere. Um, and that's, I think it's super important and something that we value.
1: No, I think that's great. I, I think j- just like for anybody and you know this, like the season that God has like placed you and he, he's entrusted that season to you. Yeah. And Paul says to Timothy "Like guard the good deposit that's been entrusted to you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's like preaching with young adults in 20 somethings. That's like really the heart of where I'm at with them of like, look, the greatest mistake that we make is looking beyond today and, and forgetting what, what is today and like what's yeah. present, what's in this moment. And I think I've always really tried to live my life by the verse, like "well done, good and faithful." Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's like I've wanted that to be my story. Yeah. And, and I think so. The, the, I know when I'm when I'm being released from something with full integrity, mm-hmm. when I know like I've been faithful. Yeah. In my current season, because some people like they feel like I'm. So, should I be moving? Should I be doing this thing? But like you haven't even been faithful. So how can you with any kind of like wisdom and discernment Mm -hmm. move on when you know so so I I know when God's releasing me from something when I've been so faithful in this area of life and and it just I I recognize it differently you know
0: no it's it's brilliant so part of that though like our the longevity the long like I said is relationships so um something I'm super passionate about and even the viewers listening this is like how do we win in that in something that um, my fiance and I do is, um, which I think everyone should do, even watching this is like a weekly date night, Yeah, um, like a simple, um, like not at a movie, but actually having a conversation. Right. Um, we even have uh, questions that we go through. So for you guys, um, you guys obviously been married. So maybe this is just for me and nobody's going to watch this, but it's just for me. How do you guys um, win in that? In that, cause you both are in ministry, um, but how does that make, how do you guys measure that as a win?
1: Yeah, as far as like within our marriage and yeah, yeah, um, you know, I, I I think for us it's it's intentionality, mm-hmm. and and I think with with having a couple little kids, and we're both full time at the church, both have like leadership positions within the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it's it's hard for us to to sometimes find the, the right time, mm-hmm. and I, so I, I think that we're we're learning like quality time yeah. is more important than, than quantity of time. Mm-hmm. And, and trying to be be really intentional. And honestly, sometimes what's funny is some of our greatest uh, moments of relationship building are on the phone. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't like I literally was driving home from retreat last night and we talked on the phone for like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of the most like life giving and powerful like talks that we've had in a long time. Yeah. And um we, we went through a lot in, in our marriage, like at year seven was really difficult. Um it was about two years of like we, we almost like moved on from each other. And, um, it was a, that's a whole nother story. And God, God was so faithful and like redeemed yeah. restored. Um, and so, so we, we really kind of learned a new rhythm and everyone has their own rhythm based off of like your love languages and your values and the things that you want from the relationship. And, um, so I, I think that that, that takes some time just like for, for you and your lady, like, it took you some time to find a rhythm of like, Hey, how do we engage best with each other? Right. Um, but I think, Um, grace we're learning that grace and encouragement like are two really really powerful words in our home of like I'm gonna have a lot of grace on you in this season and know like the the things that you're feeling and you're mad and you're frustrated like aren't always an indictment on me aren't always like a personal attack on me right and and also remember like you're your greatest source of encouragement to your fiance Mm -hmm. and and vice versa yeah um and and so we we try to take a lot of time to like affirm each other Mm -hmm. and and to like tell each other like I love how you look I love yeah. I love what you said on Sunday I, I love I love how you lead I love like you're a great mom you so so we're, we're learning just kind of our own rhythm because our rhythm was whack for a minute <laughs> right. um so I think to each his own a little bit you know
0: no absolutely I love it um so this is kind of an off-topic thing but I, yeah. I try to bring it up in every single conversation we've had um there's i'm super passionate about this conversation so there's a difference in my opinion correct me if i'm wrong between somebody being plugged into a local church mm-hmm. and having influence on social media like whether that be TikTok, instagram facebook whatever it is yep. um, and you and i deal with a lot of obviously young adults youth all that and that's something that they value and of course like it's mm-hmm. there's um it's a great supplement of some sort but right. Um, talk to me about the difference between um, somebody who is just creating content on social media um, and that's a Christian of course like Christian content or whatever and the difference between actually serving in your local church
1: yeah as as like a as a pastor or or as like a, yeah like I
0: mean a, I, yeah I think um, more can be anything so like you talked about earlier how you got hired on as a janitor Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people could get turned off by that but really that's the front door of becoming a pastor or um it's really not just like this like I gotta have a lot of followers or I gotta have a lot of external influence to make uh, a difference
1: right yeah no I, I think uh, I think that's a great question and that's actually something I, I wrestle with um mm-hmm. because because I do think that um the social media platform I think that not that God created it, but God has, has allowed it and God is using it in, in powerful ways to reach the ends of the of the earth. I mean, yeah. for the first time ever, um, really the gospel can reach the ends of the earth like it never has been able to by someone having to go by foot or by plane and they go by Instagram that, you know. Um, so, I, so I do think there, there's a lot of, of value to it. Um, and, I, and I think when, when used right, it can be great. I, I, do, I do see a lot of young people um, feeling this need to to reach the world mm-hmm. when when God has actually placed like a lot of people like right in front of them. Yeah. And and I think that 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 yes, I think God does cause some people to like have this gigantic sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. I think for the majority of people, I think that God calls the shepherd what's in front of us. Yeah. And and I, I know that that's a big part of, of who I am. Um, and and so yeah I, I think that I think that plugging into the local church, I think is, is the most important thing that you can do. I think that, um, that giving to a local church is extremely important, attending, um, joining a group within that local church. And, and I think that we're, gonna, we're seeing a shift within COVID of like a lot of this online stuff. And I think yeah. that it's great. Um, but, but the reality is that there's nothing to me as like powerful as, as physically like getting up off your couch walking into an environment people seeing me me seeing people allowing people that um that know me have seen me to be able to see my face when I walk in and they know that I'm struggling there's just something different um and so I I love that people are are using online uh, and those kind of aspects of of ministry but I, I think that be influential on Instagram but God has also placed people like with like I see some pastors who who seem to focus far more on like this greater reach? Yeah, but but you you've seen it. You've seen it with um, like even the the Furtics and and the Judas and and some of these guys who are like, dude, I'm not traveling and preaching unless it's like I'll yeah. do like three a year, right? But I need to build my church. Yeah. Um, this is what God has called me to, and so I I, I see a lot of striving mm-hmm. to for for a lot of those kind of things and. And I think that there's got to be some kind of healthy balance to it. Yeah. But ultimately, I think if you're not stewarding the sheep that are right in front of you, stop trying to steward sheep that are across the country from you. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. um, and that that that's me. Is like I have a I have a difficult enough time, <laughs> like like stewarding what God has placed right in front of me. Um, and and some people are graced I think for just different different things and and more and to me, it just, I'm just not that I wish that I was. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I'm just trying to write a sermon for these people that are showing up this week. <laughs> That's about all I got. So and I, I know some people probably probably feel different on it, but um, that'd probably be my. No, my I, I
0: completely agree. I think, like I said, the, I use the choice word of a supplement um, yeah. as in like, I can drink whey protein every day but if I don't have a healthy diet and I'm actually not in the gym, and I'm not taking yeah. up weight. Um, it's really not going to help me at all. It's probably right. going to do something bad for me. Um, and it's the same way. I think with social media, like it's a great tool. Like yeah. we have marketing meetings for a reason in the church. Cause it's like, yeah, like there's people who see our content and um, but the end goal is real. Like you said, like to get them in our doors, like yeah. to hug them, to tell them we love them, like get coffee in the morning. Like I just met with a dude this morning and it was great. And it's like, this is what we're called to like yeah. discipleship doesn't happen through DMS. Like it, I think it can yeah. at some point a level, but really like the goal should be to get them in the door. Um, I yeah, and I would
1: say to somebody who, who is like you're influential on, on Instagram and I, I, I hold that word loosely. Uh, okay. you know, like, sure. um, what, 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 what does that mean? Uh, but, but, but I will say that if you have a platform where people from across the world are engaging with you, don't don't hoard those people don't don't try to create a place where those people get all their their content from you and they're waiting for your next message and they're waiting for your next zoom bible study um be pushing people to a local church be be have have the wherewithal of like hey what are some really great churches across the country that i could be plugging people into and even with online and we're going through that now like in, in the middle of COVID like we have to be yes join us online if you can't go to church but we have to be encouraging people to get plugged into a community a local community get plugged into a local church mm-hmm. um, find a church you can go to and, and serve and and give and and so I think that's um that's like anytime I used to work with like Young Life or FCA yeah, yeah. And
0: that,
1: that, that was always some of them did it great some of them didn't but it was like, hey, we, we have to be pushing people to the hope of the world, which is I yeah, believe, yeah. the local church. So that, that would be my encouragement to those people. Like, hey, have your followers mm-hmm. um, post great content that's encouraging, that pushes people to Jesus, um, but ultimately push them to a, a church. And yeah. if totally. They don't engage with your content anymore, but they're engaging with the church. That's you awesome. win. <laughs> like, like, you know, we all win. So yeah.
0: no, I love it um, totally agree. So two, we have two last questions. Um, I, I value like just hearing about somebody's routine. Um, so talk to me a little bit about like, if you have a daily routine, like, what does that look like? Do you wake up early to read your Bible or do you do it at night? Um, like how does that, do you work out super early and then do your Bible time? Like what does your right. daily
1: routine look like? Bro, that's a, that's a great <laughs> question. Um, I, I, I have, so I would say my daily routine, I mean, I'm up probably like five thirty. Yeah. every morning um and honestly had some of my greatest time with my kids mm-hmm. and, and so uh, you know because I'll go to work and then the kids my son will go to school and then our nanny will come over with our daughter and so honestly I, the the morning used to be my time where I like got the word always but it's really kind of shifted to like hey I, I'm gonna be spending time with my kids and I only have like a minute with them and they're crazy so I'm trying to read the bible in right um so so a lot of my word engagement is and this probably not everybody would agree with. It. It's kind of when I, when I have time during the day. Yeah. Um, when I come to the office, I try to be that's the first thing I do usually when I get to the office, like 9 a.m., I'll throw in some music and I'll, and I'll read yeah. for 15, 20 minutes, sometimes for an hour, just depending. Um, but yeah, and so so I'm my schedule is a little bit crazy. I remember Timothy Keller once was like, the most difficult time to engage your relationship with God is in the toddler years. Yeah. And I've like, i felt that, man. Cause <laughs> like you go to bed tired and you wake up and they're like ready to roll the day. So, um, I, I, what I do with my week, those, I, I pick certain days for specific roles that I have like within the church. And so Mondays are all like my leadership days. And that's when I'm with our leadership team and our campus pastors. And, um, if I'm, if I'm sermon prepping, it's Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I give myself two days yeah. um, to, to create content. Um, Thursdays, like our young adult. So, I, I I've learned as the more that I've been given the more efficient that I have to become. Yep. Um, because I've had times where I've been handed a lot of things and I become a disaster. So
0: yep.
1: I, I wish that I could tell you, I'm like the Craig Rochelle that <laughs> no. wakes up at four 30 and works out and has a shake and reads for an hour. And I'm like, I'm trying, I try, but I, <laughs> but some sometimes I have to, I have to squeeze things in where, where I can. Cool. And I, I've allowed myself to be, like freed from the i'm very legalistic at heart it's like my yeah same, my same. biggest issue yeah. and so like we're all go to bed at night and if i haven't read the word i'm like oh shoot yeah um, but I, I feel like god has like really graced me and freed me to yeah. um relationships all operate differently like your relationship with god is very different than mine and how he engages to me and speaks to me is different than, mm-hmm. um so So I I think to free people up of like, Hey man, what's your best way of engaging with God? When when do you feel like God speaks to you best? What time of day? Um, And and I think everyone has some different flavors, but I I believe that like God created you uniquely. and So God will speak to you uniquely and God will engage with you uniquely. And um, the way he heals you will be different than how he heals me. Um, So, so I think that that's to encourage people out of that, out of my lack of, uh, discipline when it comes to my my daily schedule um to to some allow yourself to be freed up from the legalistic aspect of like if i don't do this at the perfect time or the perfect amount blessings will will fade from me you know
0: yeah i'm not a morning guy i and i've chosen to just acknowledge it like it's just not happening like i don't know the holy spirit's up at 8 a.m really (laughs) there's no way like oh he's sleeping Uh, yeah it's real I'm an, I'm a nighttime guy. I like before I go to bed, like I like from two to five thirty is usually like my great greatest time for my yeah. brain to just flow and work. Right. But usually um, usually around four o'clock or right before I go to bed. It's like, hey, like um, and I like I've never been a guy who's like, I gotta read the whole Bible in a month. I'm more like, all right, uh, if I feel good after two verses and God's speaking to me, like yeah. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Um, Absolutely.
1: Because ultimately, like, you, you, you get in your word. The, the word of God, I think, is is used to, like, push you closer to Jesus. And people yeah. are always like, what version should I read? What and I'm like, hey, read the version that, like, makes you want to be more like Jesus. Right. And because cause ultimately, that's the goal of this whole thing is to imitate yeah. Christ. And, and so, like, yeah, whatever your routine looks like, is it making you, like, want to be closer to Christ? For some people, um, like, for me, I try to turn off any kind of, like, secular music, when I'm in the car, and usually even when I'm at the gym, yeah, and just try to like worship and be like, "Hey God, can you like download to me? Can you speak to me?" So those are to me some of my most like powerful, powerful moments. Yeah. And
0: so yeah. Are you a Spotify or Apple Music guy?
1: I'm a Spotify. Okay. Cool. I don't know. I hopped on the wagon early, and then I don't know. It's just.
0: Yeah, I, I I used to be an Apple Music guy, and then I got saved. um <laughs> Made the transition. It's. Uh, I'm telling you, they're fire. It's a whole different game. So, um, so final question here, and this is yeah. a, a pretty important one. So, are you are you a sports guy? I assume. I am. Yeah. All right. So, are you? Um, I'm sure Nuggets, Rockies, um, full nine yards.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I'm unfortunately I'm a Cowboys fan.
0: That's not unfortunate. I am also as well.
1: Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you you understand the pain of being a Cowboys fan, but I've been a Cowboys fan since I was like four years old. Yep. And so I, I'm in it for the long. And I even if I'm 70, we're gonna win one more before yeah. I die. And you better believe it. Be I'll party oh, so oh. hard that weekend. It'll
0: oh, be I know.
1: Um, you got to. Yeah, but but being you know, being in Denver, Denver has great sports. So I, I do love the Nuggets. I love the Rockies. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's a lot of fun. I'm not really a big Broncos fan, but no. You know, when people are offering you free tickets, you got to act like oh, you're in love with them.
0: Totally. Know? Same yeah. way. Like, we live, obviously, close to KC. So, when it's, like, Chiefs and Royals and all that. And, oh, yeah. And I, like, I grew up, I, I'm i a college basketball guy. Um, and, of course, Cowboys. I actually started liking the Cowboys because the most popular kid in my elementary school liked them. So, I wanted to be like him. You wore the starter jacket. Yep. Totally. So now it's like, I just got to be, but I'm the guy I'm like, not a confident Cowboys fan yet. Still working on that. Yeah. I I, like, I'm fine with it, but it's also like, I'm never the guy to bring it up. If Somebody asks me, I'll be like,
1: right. None of us are really that confident as Cowboys fans. um,
0: I'm hopeful eventually. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking time to be a part means the world to me um if anything i got i i feel refreshed and i feel like i got some wisdom from you so um 100%. i'm encouraged um and hopefully the viewers are as well so um how can people um find you on social or what like where who who are you
1: yeah i mean yeah like on instagram but i mean i'm not i'm i'm kind of you we follow each other i'm kind of probably the lamest person on there uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like our uh, redrockschurch.com too. Like there, there'll be some sermons and some things like that. But yeah, awesome. Uh, no, thank you. And I, I think that these these moments are, are great. And I, I, I just want to encourage people, man, like whatever season of life that you're in, um, that, that God God has allowed it and mm-hmm. and God wants to use it. And I think the greatest thing that we can do is like look at our life, like I know that I want like something different. I know my life, I wish it was, I wish I was married, I wish that I had a different boyfriend, I wish I had a different job, I wish. Um, but this just remember, like, man, God has like entrusted you this season of life. And the best thing you do is be okay, this is where God has placed me. While I'm here, I'm gonna trust Him. I'm yep. gonna be a great steward. Um, and and I just believe that that God God blesses off of stewardness. and mm-hmm. we see it all throughout scripture. And and so I just want to encourage you, whatever season you're in, like, and try to enjoy it, have joy, and yeah. like, enjoy the Lord's our strength, and try to have peace and confidence in it, and don't be looking towards tomorrow. Like, what has God placed in your hand today, mm-hmm. and and use it, and run with it, and have fun. And yeah, right. In due time, God God will, you know, humble yourself, mm-hmm. and in due time, God will raise you up. So absolutely. You didn't ask for a final encouragement, but but there. Well, we
0: go. Hey, I, I like it. I